It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, Oklahoma City now finds themselves tied for the eighth spot in the Western Conference playoffs with the Los Angeles Clippers and the San Antonio Spurs. We'll sort of discuss... The tie-breaking scenarios coming up in the uh, second segment today. And really, honestly, if the Thunder hit the skids, and they've lost now 10 of their last 14 games since the All-Star break, or since the All-Star break, yeah, it's 10 of they've lost 10 of 14. Who is ultimately to blame for the Thunder being in this situation? And what does it mean for the future of Billy Donovan? We sort of discussed that yesterday. We'll reopen that can of worms today. Coming up in segment number two. In segment number one, I have never seen the locker room as deflated as they were last night. I'll tell you what that means and why the Thunder putting putting together another greatest hits package is leaving this team really with no answers as they get ready to go into the playoffs. And then in the last segment, we'll talk about Nick Collison. A very fitting night for Nick Collison last night and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why this was the most Thunder thing ever. And that's not a bad thing. We'll explain all that coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. Um, if you like what you hear, I would ask that you would subscribe to this podcast. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I'm a credentialed member of the media. I run a website called Thunder Maven where we post this podcast as well as stories about the Thunder. We do video wraps. We've got highlights from players and coaches. We got all that stuff. So check it out at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. So there you go. There's all you need to know about that. Let's jump into this podcast today. And as the Oklahoma City Thunder are on their way to Toronto, they find themselves in the eighth spot in the Western Conference playoffs right now. And they they lose. And we'll get more we'll get more into this in the second segment. But right now they lose the tiebreaker to the Los Angeles Clippers. You look at the standings, things look confusing right now, and there's still time for this to all work itself out. And the Thunder still have an opportunity to not only get out of the eighth spot, but they could seize the fifth spot from the Jazz. They're only a half game behind them, although they are falling further and further uh, behind Portland. They're two and a half behind Portland, so maybe that one you put on ice, but you still have a chance for that four or five spot. But it still means that you're not going to have home court advantage throughout the playoffs, and as of right now, you play Golden State, but I think you know all that. Let's talk about what really matters though, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's last night you go out and you put out another greatest hits package. You get yourself down by 19. You're terrible from the free throw line going 15 of 29. And let's give some credit to Toronto, who only shot 21 free throws, but ended up making 19 of them. Um, and you you fouled. You, you fouled at the most inopportune times. And a guy like Paul George fouls out with 
19 seconds left to go in the game, or I think 19 or 9 seconds left to go in the game. Either way, you weren't available for overtime, so you couldn't help your team. So over the last three games, we've seen Russell Westbrook hurt his team by not being able to be on the floor at all after getting his 16th technical foul. We've seen Paul George foul out before an overtime, and we've seen Steven Adams get his fifth foul in the third quarter, which allowed Miami to take advantage of the paint. Your big three in the last two games have hurt this team. And Russell Westbrook took that personally last night. That's why you saw him score 42 points. And it wasn't just because we were criticizing Russell Westbrook. And it wasn't about the fact that we as the fans, we as the media were killing Russell Westbrook for not being a good teammate and not being there when the Thunder need him for a playoff stretch or positioning or whatever. It was because he let his teammates down. And whether or not they said anything to him, and I can't think that they did because he's Russell Westbrook, he seemed to want to make up for his absence last night. And that was about as angry as I've seen Russell play in quite some time. Uh, The team as a whole, I thought energy-wise was... I thought energy-wise it was really good. If you don't have energy, you don't want to be there, you're not coming back from 19 points down and the Thunder could have gone into a tank. But it's just... It's it's the same old song and dance. Ball movement, good last night. But Markeith Morris in the third quarter had an opportunity to hit two corner threes. One from each side of the court, misses both of them. Ferguson, an opportunity to hit a corner three, misses another one. Schroeder misses one, and all those corner threes, every one of them that I just mentioned, I think the majority, I think all four of them were during that 17-8 run that the Thunder was on to cut the lead, could have put the Thunder in position to cut it down to single digits where they would have been able to ride that momentum going into the fourth quarter, and maybe you wouldn't have ended up in overtime. This team, they're not, there's no lack of energy But mentally, they have to be exhausted. And that was on display last night in the locker room because I've seen this team after losses. I've seen this team after back-to-back losses, after blowouts, where they've daft each other up, where guys have talked about where they're going and making dinner plans. There was none of that last night. Now, granted, you are getting ready to fly to Toronto, so I'm sure everybody wanted to go home and get in their bed. But normally, you see players talking to each other. The only two guys I saw talking to each other in the locker room last night were Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And that I'm not throwing that out for you to say that, oh, there's a, schiz- there's a schism and something's going on in the locker room. No, I don't believe that at all. I just think you've got a team with a bunch of guys who have absolutely no answers of having to get things right and if finally, it's finally starting to sit in just how this season is getting away from them and how they went from looking like they were going to be a surefire Western Conference semifinals team to a team that may not only go into the playoffs and get beat in the first round, but they may be the last seed in the playoffs getting ready to play a Golden State team who without Kevin Durant just housed them and last night without Kyle Lowry punked them in their own building. And... When you don't have Kyle Lowry, look, I understand. Toronto is about as deep as you can get in the NBA. I'm not sure that there is a team um, that bench-wise, starter-wise, it, it seems as deep as Toronto. And you got a lot of those guys on, the, on that bench that can start. And you've got guys that people aren't talking about on that team. Pascal Siakam was fantastic last night, scoring 33 points and grabbing 13 rebounds. Van Vliet fills in for Lowry, scores over 20 points last night. And, oh, then there's Kwai. Um, 
but and you've got Mark Gasol coming off. You've got Mark Gasol in, in that lineup as well. Um, you've got so many guys to deal with that it was a little bit of a bad matchup for Oklahoma City, and Billy Donovan was right. They took a while to adjust. Toronto likes to get out and transition. The Thunder had a problem adjusting to that. I don't think the Thunder have worked as hard on defense all year long as Toronto made them work with that ball movement. And it sounds so strange to say that because we just saw Golden State and we just saw we just saw Golden State and we just saw Klay Thompson and Steph Curry um, touch them up for 50-plus points. But last night, the ball movement that Toronto had had Ferguson and Westbrook and George running all over the place. I mean, that was one of the most exhausting games to watch. I was tired midway through the third quarter because it was like, my God, how hard are you going to have to work to stop these guys? And there just wasn't any answer. I mean, give Russell Westbrook credit for the coast-to-coast with four seconds left to go to tie it up. Give Jeremy Grant credit uh, last night for getting one, the uh, the charge on Pascal Siakam, which cinched overtime. And then I thought he might have had um, the defensive play of the game when he blocked Marcus Gasol's shot, but then you've got a guy like Kawhi Leonard who's there for the putback. I mean, it just... What, what I'm seeing out of this team and what I'm sensing from Billy Donovan when he talks is they understand what the issues are. They just can't fix them. They don't know how to fix them. And, be, and because you don't know how to fix them and the only thing you can do in their situation is go out and play through them every night. And in a, and in a weird way, you, guess, you just have to hope that it clicks. That's not an easy position to be in mentally. Because Billy Donovan's right. You get open shots, you got to take the shots. And eventually they start falling, your confidence builds. But when they don't fall, you know you've got to take them. And not having that confidence may mean the shot's a little off. And Paul George last night, I saw him clutching his shoulder, so I'm not 100% certain that Paul George is even really healthy. Um, As a matter of fact, I think we all know that he's not healthy. It's just a matter, is he going to be healthy enough in the playoffs? But all these things just creeping up, and what I'm seeing is a team right now that, at least on the court, or not on the court, but but off the court, looks so, looks so tired, looks so disgusted, and just kind of bewildered that you do wonder if they're ever going to be able to really turn it around here in the next few weeks, and my guess is probably not. This is just who the Thunder are. And we're going to talk about one of the most disappointing seasons in Thunder history being back-to-back from last year to this year. And how did the Thunder fix it? And that's something that we're going to get into next is, well, the blame and how do you fix this mess right now? Um, It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your uh, gracious and humble host, Eric G., reminding you that if you like Locked on Thunder, I would ask that you would listen Um, on Himalaya. It's a brand new podcast app. All you have to do is download it to your phone and then ask your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And they do a great job of curating playlists for you. So they make sure that it's tailor-made. This podcast is also available on Google Podcasts. It's also available on Spotify. And uh, where else are we available here? I want to make sure I get all this. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, hey, LockedOnPodcast.com. But uh, Himalaya, that's the best place to listen and listen in your car. Did you know you can fill out a tournament bracket on DraftKings? Well, that's right. You can do so and you can win tens of thousands of dollars of prizes 
Well, at least they're up for grabs. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle. It's got all $64,000 worth of prizes on the line for you. I was about to say 64 teams, but it's $64,000 in prizes. And I'll tell you who I like this year. I like Kentucky. I like Kentucky every year. I also like Michigan State every year. I'm staying away from Duke. Everybody's picking them. They probably win the national championship. You know how a bracket works. Just fill it out before the tip-off of the first game. Play for free. Use the promo code DRIBBLE. And you can even set up a private group. So download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com. Use the promo code DRIBBLE and play for free only at DraftKings.com and the DraftKings app. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, wow. Um, Hey, thank you for listening on Himalaya. Thank you for listening in your car. Uh, I I did not think after the All-Star break, we would be sitting here talking about the Thunder being in last place in in the Western Conference playoff race. I didn't think we would be talking about them being in eighth, but that's where they find themselves after the loss Uh, to Toronto last night. And if you're wondering how the tiebreaker scenario works, all right, so here's the things we've got to look for, and it's a bit to untangle in a a (laughs) three-way. Yes, I did that on purpose. Uh, Conjure conjure up your images of Saturday Night Live, if you will. Um, One, better overall winning percentage. Well, right now, the, the Spurs, the Clippers, and Oklahoma City have have exact records so winning percentage there too division leader wins the tie from the team not leading the division and this is a criteria this criterion is applied regardless of whether the teams are tied in the same division so right now the highest ranked team in their division or the highest seeded team in their division would be the Los Angeles Clippers of those three between SA OKC and LAC uh, division win-loss percentage only if teams are in the same division, so that doesn't apply here. And uh, better winning percentage among tied teams. And then finally, it's conference win-loss percentage and better winning percentage against teams eligible for the playoffs if in own conference. So there's a lot of things to come through. But before we get too overworked about where the Thunder are going to end up in the Western Conference playoffs, remember that there are 10 games left. And there's still a lot that can happen in 10 games, but where I don't like Oklahoma City is when I start to look at the remaining schedule of all the teams that they would need to overcome, you've got Portland, who's only playing three playoff teams left on their schedule in Denver, Detroit, and the Nets. And they've got two each with Denver and Detroit. Uh, Then they got a bunch of teams that are ready to pack it in, like the Hawks and the Kings and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Clips only play four. They've got the Jazz once, the Warriors once, the Bucks, and the Rockets. So maybe that 
even though it's only four, and then you're feasting on the Knicks, Cavs, and Lakers coming up down the stretch, maybe one of those games tips it in their scale. San Antonio, pretty much uh, Denver, Houston, and Boston are their three toughest teams left. Um, and Oklahoma City, um, you're looking at Toronto tomorrow night. There's still that game with the Bucks, although that Bucks game, they're probably going to pack it in because they might have home court advantage wrapped up by then. The Rockets, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Um, and I don't really know. I don't really know if it matters who Oklahoma City plays right now. Playoff contenders, non-playoff contenders. We knew it was a tough schedule. Um, everybody seems to enjoy beating Oklahoma City. And more importantly, the Thunder seem to beat themselves a lot of times by just not doing the little things or doing things a little bit too much. Um, going back to last night's game, one of the things that Billy Donovan said in the press conference was they were... I don't want to say too tentative. I don't think that was the word, but they were trying to help each other too much, I think is the way that he put it, making one extra pass. Instead of taking open shots, you're taking one more pass when you could have taken that shot, Um, which to me tells me, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go back to that word. It tells me that, yeah, you're tentative. It tells me that you don't want to take that shot because the shots aren't falling right now. So yeah, you are willing to be the guy to give it up. Let somebody else put the pressure on them And then if it doesn't go in, then, hey, it's not you, it's somebody else. So who on the Thunder is going to step up down the stretch? I mean, you're talking about how to fix this thing. Somebody has got to step up and take that shot, and it can't always be Russ, and it can't always be Paul George. If you're Dennis Schroeder, you've got to take that shot when when you've got an open look. Same with Terrence Ferguson and Morris and Abdul Nader. Throw Nader in. I I think I forgot to mention that Nader um, missed... A couple of missed a corner three last night, too, in the third quarter that could have turned things around. But you've got these guys that are scared because when the the shots aren't falling, dudes get nervous. So, yeah, hey, they didn't fall for me in the third quarter, so I make the pass in the fourth of the overtime. No, continue to take the shot. It's the only way you get out of your slump. And unfortunately, I don't think coaches in the NBA can coach confidence unless your name is Phil Jackson. I think he's the only one that's really ever been able to coach confidence. I wouldn't put Steve Kerr into that category. I think I think Steve I think Steve Kerr is just a manager of personalities more than he is anything else. Phil Jackson with the whole Zen thing seemed to know how to get players to maybe play a little bit above their level, including guys like Kobe Bryant and Mike, Michael Jordan, which is saying something considering where, where they are. But who? How do you really? I mean, the only way to fix this if you're Oklahoma City, you just kind of got to play out of it. That sounds stupid, but that's really all you can do. And as far as who's to blame for this season, if ultimately the Thunder do crash and burn, a lot of people are going to want to lay the blame at Billy Donovan. Certainly, he deserves a lot of it. Um, Billy Donovan, I don't see getting fired. You just extended his contract, so he's here for another year. But the other guy you got to lay the blame at is Sam Presti, because while you were able to sign Paul George, to a four-year deal and get him to stay here after you traded him while you got Russell Westbrook to sign a Supermax and you got a guy like Steven Adams on a less-than-max contract, you still haven't replenished this team with enough scores for them to do anything better other than be somewhat of a threat throughout the regular season. And right now, they're not even being a threat throughout the regular season. If there was any point in his career where I thought Sam Presti needed to have pressure put on him, it's right now. And it all now it all goes away if the Thunder get their act together, get into the playoffs and win in, win in the first round, then all that goes away. 
But if the Thunder continue this current skid, then yeah, you have to blame Sam Presti because if he is the guy that is completely in control, if he's shopping for the groceries, then the groceries weren't right. In the NBA, to me, it it all goes back to who's in control. Not necessarily a coach, not necessarily a GM, but who is that number two guy to the owner? And in the Oklahoma City Thunder's case, it is Sam Presti. So he deserves a lot of blame this year, and there should be a lot of pressure put on him, not only by the media and the fans, but Clay Bennett, to go out and fix this and trade some of these assets that you have, even if it means Dennis Schroeder and Hamadou Diallo, who's a young guy that's on a rookie contract, to get better and get you over the hump. If, in fact, your goal is to actually compete for a championship here in the next couple of years. Coming up next here on Locked on Thunder, we'll talk about the greatest thing Nick Collison ever did for Thunder fans, and it was last night. And I'll tell you what that is next. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Himalaya or wherever you're listening. Uh, But I do recommend Himalaya as the place to listen to this podcast. It's this really cool app that you can download free, uh, free, and you can download it to your phone, and they do a great job of curating lists and sitting you up every day. And when you're in your car, just ask your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast and um, subscribe. And you can also listen on Google Podcast, on Apple Podcast, and on Spotify as well. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Eric G. Thank you very much for listening. Congratulations to Nick Collison for getting his jersey retired last night. And Nick Collison... His um, his service to Thunder fans last night, the greatest contribution Nick Collison will ever make to Thunder fans happened last night, and that was $4 beers in honor of Nick Collison. That's almost as good as Baker Mayfield getting Cleveland Browns fans free beers after, after the Browns' first win and getting all that free Budweiser. Yes, you getting fans $4 beers, which are probably about half off, at Chesapeake Energy Arena. I cannot think of a way to say thank you more than that. I don't know if that was him or Budweiser doing it, but I thought it was pretty cool. Okay, maybe it's not as funny a joke as I thought at the time, but I see that as Nick Collison's greatest contribution. Anytime you can get fans beer, you're all right in my book. But last night, ultimately, when it did come to that celebration, on a more serious note, um, it was the most thunder thing ever. First and foremost, it was understated. There were highlights of Nick Collison there was the raising of the banner. Um, and, and well, actually, I think was the banner raised or was it just in the rafters? Because I kind of got to my seat late. Um, but it you know, you saw the banner. I mean, the banner's just white with blue trim. It's got the number four and it says Collison on it. It doesn't look like a jersey. It's not overly fancy, but it's it that's thunder. That's the thunder. It's nothing overly fancy. It's understated. Nick Collison said a few words. He thanked his fans and his coaches, showed how gracious he was, and then you went out and you played a game. Nick Collison wouldn't have wanted it any other way. The Thunder really wouldn't have wanted it any other way. 
And here's what this says about this organization, because we always joke about the intrinsic values and the type of players and people that they value in the organization, which are um, people that, that exemplify extreme leadership qualities, which means um, you're not only a person that can get things done, but you're a person that can rally the troops when things are down, and that's was Nick Collison. And two, um, they value those you know community guys, those guys that go out and never get in trouble, and they want an organization that, in a way, is pristine. Pristine from all the other crap that goes on in the association. They don't want to put up with drama. They don't want to deal with guys going out, getting in trouble. And if there's the, there's the sense that you may be doing things that could reflect bad on an organization in later days, then you're going to find your way out of Oklahoma City, and it doesn't matter how talented you are. And what I wonder with, and one, I don't think that's a bad thing. And it's a good thing to run your organization that way, uh, to be known for having good character people. But what has always been asked about the Thunder, and it's a fair question, is if a dude is a bad character guy, but ultimately he can help you win. Because I don't think Carmelo Anthony falls into being a bad character guy. There may have been guys that didn't like being his teammate, may have been a little bit selfish on the court, but really, honestly, what is Carmelo I I'm struggling to think, you'll probably tweet me and tell me this, I'm struggling to think of anything Carmelo Anthony has inherently done wrong um, in his career. But if you are that guy, they're going to ship you out. And there were all these rumors about James Harden before he got shipped out, about how much he liked the strip bars, etc. And I don't think that, that, that the Thunder really wanted to mess with that and really wanted that kind of, really wanted the reputation of their players being that way still, I would say that it doesn't matter to me. I don't care what a player does off the court. I don't care if he smokes pot. I don't care if he goes to strip clubs. I don't care if he buys buys hookers. I don't care. Uh, for me, it's all about winning. And I'm not saying that the Thunder should run their organization the way that I want them to run it. But at a certain point, you have to decide ultimately what you're committed to. And that is being a good-looking organization or an organization that can compete for championships. And if that means doing some things, taking on some guys that you might find a little questionable, then go for it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and get you ready for another game with the Toronto Raptors. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.